1: This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have
0: you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world. With no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall, and co-host, Claudia McLeod.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank. I'm
2: Constance Hall. And I'm Claudia McLeod. Today we have a beautiful listener who has gotten in touch with us who would really like to share, and it is on the topic of gambling, which is something that Con and I have been talking about recently. We were wanting to do an episode or two on gambling, and so when Sophie reached out, we were like, come on to the pod.
1: Yeah, because I feel like gambling is one of those things Unless you know someone that it affects, I understand addiction. I have a partner with addiction problems. I was raised by people with addiction, but like I've had my own issues. I've even had addiction to food. So I do understand that it's more the way your brain processes. But with me, with gambling, I think this might have something to do with why I don't gamble. It's like the only thing I've never been addicted to. And I think it's because like the first time I ever went to a casino, all of my friends were like dropping. And I was an apprentice hairdresser, so I'm pocketing like 40 bucks a fucking week, you know? (laughs) And my friends were like, 100 bucks and just losing it. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Like, you just lost 100 bucks?" And they were like, they earned, you know, maybe $200 a day. So they didn't care so much. Whereas that was like a week's wage for me. I always thought of it as something that you lose money in. For you, Sophie.
3: Yeah. Let us know who you are. I'm a theatre nurse in New Zealand. And I came over to Australia first in June last year. And I was like, I need a change for my job. And I was like, agency nursing, it's a great way. Australia is amazing for nurses. And I ended up in a small place called Queenbeyan, just out of Canberra in New South Wales. And I didn't have a car and I found myself very isolated.
4: Is it a small town?
3: Very small town. Like it is very close to Canberra, like 15 minutes out. But I just kind of got a shock of my life, basically. And work was good, but there wasn't a very good social group there. So mm. I found myself, I was like, oh, I'll go to the pub for a drink. And I don't know about you, but if you're alone and a female going to have a beer at a pub alone, is not a great look. Like you just get weird looks like you're just there alone.
2: Depends where you are in these small country right, towns.
1: It's just not great people start predatoring on yeah, you. Yeah, they, and they something judge that's, something
2: that's interesting is that in Western Australia and Queensland, we don't have poking machines in the pubs. Yeah, amazing. So... It's completely different. And I remember the first time that I went to pubs, um, you know, where there were pokies. Yeah. I was like, it's such a different atmosphere. Like, it's so, so different. Different.
3: The thing is, over here, there's so many more. Like, in New South Wales, I think that's probably the worst state for it, ironically. Mm, I think it is, yeah. And um, I just was like, oh, I'll go put $20 in. And I was 24, and I was like, oh, I haven't really done it much before in my life before that time. I'll put 20 bucks in, put a bit more in, and then I won. And I was like shit, I can make some money out How of this. How much did you win? yeah. <laughs> it was only like $150 that first win. Yeah, but still, from $20. $20, $20. Like... And I was just like, oh, okay. And then I saw all the other people that like were winning, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I can earn some money from this, but. It was such a quick spiral, those first few weeks. Within about... Were so you just going back to the pokies? I just like- started to go most days. I think I would probably go like five times a week and every paycheck, I was wow.
2: like... so it was really like hard and fast. It was and just fast. hard and fast
3: and... Not everyone is going to get that. Do you blame that first win? Definitely. I think a lot of people say that if they didn't have that first win, they probably wouldn't have spiraled into addiction. It probably runs in my family a little bit. My granddad was a horse gambler and wasted a lot of money. But I think, and that's what the gambler's mind frame, you have your way of gambling like I've never been interested in horses or online pokies because that's another one that's really prominent these right. days yeah I just found myself in Australia and it's like $20,000 really yeah. literally all these small pubs and there's so many machines they're all designed that way they're designed to get you hooked and I logically knew that pretty early on but it didn't help the fact that you're addicted to something so actually working through that
1: oh, I mean, yes you're obviously got quite a lot of around things like this. So, is that what you would do? Would well, you would have that twenty thousand dollars in your mind?
3: Yep, absolutely. And I think probably within the first month, because I was doing a three month contract. I didn't have a car, but I got free accommodation, and it, it's a really good deal. Like I'm, d- I don't have any bills apart from food, and I found myself quickly, obviously, spending a lot of money. Yeah. And when you obviously win, like you win some money, like I won eight hundred dollars another time, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, but you start gambling more than you're winning and then you yeah. need more money to feed that gambling. Addiction.
2: So when did you realize that it, it was becoming a problem? At what point?
3: Probably within about probably two months, I was like actually I quickly identified it and I reached out. There's lots of good agencies out there to um, talk to and I did that. But on your own, you can hide it so well. That's the other thing with gambling. Drug addiction, anything else you can't really hide to the same extent. But mm. I didn't tell anyone, I didn't tell my family and I just kind of had the shame of it on myself
2: so you went and got help before you told your family and things like that
3: yeah absolutely and I tried numerous times to like stop and it'd be like 11 days and then you'd have a bad day at work or something would trigger you and you would be like oh I'll just go gamble again then I came back to New Zealand didn't really gamble much while I was over here I was like okay there's no point because the Jackpots are nowhere near as big.
2: Is that because there's more restrictions in New Zealand?
3: I definitely think there is. I don't know all the exact laws around it all, but I just find... Australia's, well, especially New South Wales, it's everywhere and it's always in the lowest socioeconomic areas. And the amount of harm, like I just read a statistic today that was sent to me that basically Australia is the worst in the world for gambling. Yeah, I just read that as well. It's ridiculous.
1: What? Is it pokies or is it uh, are Australians getting on the apps? I think it's a
2: combination of all, all of it. The highest, like, statistic is like yeah. um, scratchies and lottery tickets. But well, I wouldn't say that's like where uh, the problem lies. And then it's yeah. 39%. Race betting, and then thirty four percent sports betting.
1: With those is that percentile in the world, or is that percent of Australians that are doing it evenly distributed? Yeah, yeah.
2: of the Australians that's that have got like a, prob- a problem, like you know that's, and then you've got thirty three percent pokey. So they're all pretty evenly distributed. Did you play
3: lotto? No, I never really got into yeah, lotto myself, it's but I know a lot of people that have. Done, and it's the same thing. I think a lot of people don't realise they could have a gambling addiction with whatever mode they choose without actually just like actually just paying attention to it. Just like question yourself sometimes. Like that's the main thing. It's just one of those hard. Yeah. It's so hard when you're in that, like, it's just so hard to get that out of your mind frame. But when I did, it was amazing. So like I did three contracts in Australia and I'm now on my fourth. I'm going back again next week. Are you nervous? No. So I just got back. I'm 100 days this week, gamble-free. Well
2: done.
3: I celebrated that. So I've just been back for three months in the same place that I originally had my gambling addiction. But I self-excluded myself from everywhere and I had, after telling my family, because that was a big thing. Cool. I did three contracts for that.
2: Yeah. So did you get like to a rock right bottom point and then told your family, like what happened?
3: Absolutely. Like each time I was like, this is where I can earn my money back. Like coming to Australia, doing nursing, I can earn my money back this way. But, so I came back to the same place, Queen Bianne, twice and wasted all my money. I came back with nothing each time. Was it like bulk savings? Did you have savings that you... yeah I went through like it wasn't a lot because when I was in New Zealand living expenses and everything I didn't really save a lot while I was here but by the end of it that makes it
1: worse because it was
3: hard earned. so it's just really interesting how you look back at things you try to rationalize it in your brain when you're in that moment like I could win this money back like it's fine but your brain just like pulls you there so I came back the last time from Bundaberg and again with nothing, and I was like, I, I need to tell my family, because I was like, this is the only way that's going to help me, and it was really hard, like, it was so hard to do, but that was the step that I really needed to do, and they've been amazing, like, so much, like, my sisters, and my brother, and my, like, mm. parents have just been so supportive through it all, which I love them so much for that, and yeah, so I've made it for 100 days.
1: It's
3: Absolutely. Uh, tricky, and there's
1: always family dynamics, and for me, I'm putting myself in your position and I'm mm. going, if I was to say something like that to my family, yeah, would I then feel like they were going to start not trusting me with money or, and that would make me really angry because I'd be like bringing up all the things that they'd done, you
3: know, <laughs> so <Yeah. like> <laughs> it, it takes a lot to start your pride and say, I've got a problem to your family. It is a trust thing because I hit it for so like mm. a year and a half, I guess I hit it for it.
2: Would you feel and, so relieved when you told them? Like, oh, absolutely. Way? And yeah. when
3: I when I, I told some of my friends and stuff, like some of my friends were amazing throughout that time and they were good support, but I just couldn't do it without everybody knowing. And now like everyone I know, like I tell people and people ask me like, oh, to go to the pub. And I'm like, I, I can't go in there because I'm banned. I'm self-excluded. That was myself. my next
2: question. So do you not yeah. go to pubs? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So there's yep. one place that I can go to just for drinks and I'm still excluded from the gaming areas of these places, but everywhere else in the areas that I'm in, I can't go to. Like even here, I've self-excluded myself from casinos. That's been a really big thing as well because knowing that you can't do something. Can you explain what
2: that means? Because I've just stumbled across this self-exclusion thing. Can you join things like groups where you can't actually gamble? Yeah,
3: so basically it's, Through the Gambling Help support lines, whichever one you go through, because there's numerous ones for different states in Australia and obviously New Zealand, and you basically have to fill out all these forms. So it's a self-exclusion, so you can choose which places to self-exclude from. It is reliant a lot on them recognising you because obviously they take your photo. Right, right. In New Zealand, it's a bit different because if you do get caught going into these places after you've been self-excluded, you can get fined. That's a monetary value to it as well, which is really good. But in Australia, they don't necessarily fine you, but they'll tell you to leave. And like the embarrassment of probably going through that is enough to kind of stop you, which is great. Well, that
1: shows that you've got a certain level of control over that addiction in itself because I think when it comes to like a lot of drug addicts, for example, you know, mm. the idea of being embarrassed by demanding that your family gives you money or something isn't enough to deter, yep. you know what I mean? So there must be, a yep. with your particular addiction, like a certain level of boundaries that you wouldn't yep. cross. Like, for
3: example, would you have ever gambled anyone else's money? If I had the opportunity, I, in all honesty, I probably would have. But right. knowing knowing that I had already wasted, like, the amount of money it's probably about $40,000 that I've wasted on gambling. Because
2: you would have thought you'd made it back if you were before someone, wouldn't have managed whose money it was. Yeah. yeah.
3: Especially like, for a young woman, exactly, you know. Yeah. That's a yeah, exactly. And, like, that's the thing with earning good money in Australia. Like, I was earning more money than what I would be earning in New Zealand. And that was probably, like, feeding mm. that. But now I'm seeing it as a way to, okay, I this has happened. I can't go back in time. I can't change that I've got a gambling addiction and I will always have a gambling addiction. And it's recognizing that you're always working towards that goal of never gambling again. Now it's a way of actually rectifying my situation and maybe buying a house and you move forward. And I definitely have flipped it around in my brain. And the thing is, I can affect anyone. Yeah. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because you could see me. I'm a nurse. Yeah. No one thinks a 25-year-old nurse, if you looked at me, would have a gambling addiction and lose $3,000.
2: You do not fit the what people think that a gambler looks like.
1: And that's the thing is with gambling; no, it really it doesn't. doesn't discriminate. In fact probably affects people mm. who would be less likely to have experience with dealing with addiction because they have the money to – Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which makes it such a double-edged sword.
2: I was saying to Con recently that I've noticed like my stepson is 20 and him and all his mates, when they're watching sport now, like uh, all yeah. on sports bet. yeah. so they gamble while they're watching a the game. It's almost like a social thing. So they're gambling yeah. and obviously like chatting with each other while they're doing it. But I was like, They're all doing it. Yeah. How many of them, you know, not that it matters how much money you've got, but of course Mm -hmm. they've got no money either. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, and I'm sure that that's contributing to these stats. Like, it's a big problem.
3: And it becomes socially acceptable at that. And I think that's why so many people don't realize they have an addiction until you've already wasted a lot of money. And to be fair, I was watching, like, rugby the other day with a footy, and in between the ads, it's all about, Sports betting, I do get quite mad at the government for this. Right, that's... They are getting so much revenue from the gambling industry, and I think that's why they don't want to change anything, but they don't realise the harm that a lot of these people that are gambling Mm. do not have the money to gamble. They've Mm. got families to feed, they've got kids and who's losing out of this yeah so much harm involved that I'm very lucky in my situation I am young I can rectify this I don't have kids myself but the stress of those people I can totally understand Mm -hmm. the mental health side of that is a big factor that they've got to think about how much
1: money you've blown is a big cross to bear isn't it it's it's
2: So you said you had like, you found there was a lot of, you know, supportive like helplines and support groups.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like Gamble Aware and New South Wales is one of the main ones. It depends on the state that you're in, but they're all very available on the phones, really easy to get hold of. And they are really great. For me, the fact that I didn't have a car meant that I couldn't meet someone. Yeah, I was going to say, are there any like groups that you can
2: actually meet Face to face with?
3: So for me, it just didn't quite work that way. But in terms of over here, like I've got support here as well through those services, and I'm going to go catch up with one of them for coffee next week. And that kind of thing, having it a bit more personable is really important as well. Yeah. But it's just gonna work.
2: Someone that's going through the same stuff. Yeah.
3: Do you find that you're
1: maybe in a social situation and there's like a raffle for something? Are there little ways that people might be gambling without even really knowing?
3: Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely think like, and that's the thing with buying a scratchy, like we were talking about earlier. You do think it's harmless, like, oh, I might win something, might not. Um, But some people obviously do it kind of regularly and it's just that recognising, okay can I go without this? Have I been doing this for quite a while? Is it becoming a habit? It's really identifying that. But I was at the supermarket in Australia the other day and there was like a raffle outside and I was like, oh yeah, like it's for a charity and it's, you know, I would hit a look, see what they were doing and it was literally like a lottery. Yeah. Like the winning prize was like $50,000. I was like, and you had to sign up for like $30 a week, $50 a week, or $100 a week. And I was like, this is outside of a supermarket. I just thought it was so odd. Well, it's like um, Anthony Portelli. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't actually. He's just on the
1: Forbes list as like as one of Australia's billionaires. He's super young. I think he might be like 30. And he started, I mean, he was always like an entrepreneur making lots of money, but the way that he's made money skyrocketed from what I know, I'm sure some of our listeners will want to <laughs> correct, correct me on this, but it's from winning houses. Like he does those. Oh, like the raffles house wow. for
3: houses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like the ones online. So you have to buy a subscription ah. and I think that's got something to do with scanning yeah, With the prescription, you buy like 100 tickets or hundred ten oh, tickets for $100. And it is yeah. pres- so easy to get sucked into that because so I, love easy. I
2: love architecture. I love- Actually, that's really interesting because I'm like Yukon and we've discussed this, like I I would say I've got an addictive personality, but I have never, there has never been even an inkling in me that has been interested in gambling. Even to the point where like my kids see those toy machines where the claw comes down, I'm like, no, you never win. I'm yeah, really yeah. evil. I won't never let them do win. it. <laughs> I just, I can walk through a casino and I'm like, gross. I don't even have the urge to roll the dice. It's bizarre. Those houses. Lottery things, the house lottery. I, or I buy one ticket every year. I don't because I don't. Yeah, do. for the MS for the, for the MS multiple sclerosis. I know it is for like a a really good cause as well. But it's a slippery slope. Like that, the guy that's doing those things. How do you know you're getting ten tickets? You know, how do you know? Yeah,
3: like i said
1: actually six I mean, I mean, they would get audited. Yeah. So, because it is, I think he's under the pump at the moment from the government, but my mum, who I'm going to bring in for it to quickly talk to us about mm. gambling for a sec as well, because she has had gambling problems, which is weird because mm. me and my mum are super similar with everything. And so but that's one thing that I've never got. But what happened when we were young is my mum got like super competition like obsessed <laughs> Maybe and she entered and she, comp- remember she into every competition but she did win a car over, and my friends would come over and my mum would go the table spread oh, out with all the yeah. things she was entering
2: yeah oh my gosh she, she Like figured, a full time job out
1: my address and then one day she won a Toyota Prada, Wow. right and it was really grand. and i'm talking like that's when i was like 16 and it's so it was like winning a house it was nowadays like, she'd won five, yeah for like yeah her whole life and she was dry she drove bombs like I mean like we had bombs and she had 10 grand cash one that with that as well and so I was just so happy for her like we all were yeah but I think it triggered and even worse like and so I never knew anything about my mum gambling because you know it wasn't like, she, she would never go to the pokies. She would yeah. maybe once a year or something go to the cast. If we were having dinner at the cast, she would go, let's go have a bet. But it wasn't something that I ever yeah. – But it was
2: a different form of it. A- yeah,
1: it was a completely different form. But then, like, my mum would, like, s- sort of mention to me she'd win something on the lotto, like $600 or something, and I'd be like, oh, my God, amazing. She'd be like, eh, yeah, I don't know how much I spent on the lotto. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, and it was slowly crept in like that. Hang on, let me get my mum. Mum.
2: Well, Con's getting Jackie. I'll tell you a funny story. This is a little bit off topic, but it's just a hilarious story. It's kind of a bit like I that. love hilarious stories. <laughs> I, I was also a very poor apprentice hairdresser, and we um used to go, someone would go down to the TAB and put a bed on, on Melbourne Cup Day. Oh, yeah. And one year, I was probably like 23 at this point, and it was someone was like, Claudia, it's your turn to go down. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to the TOB. And I was like, so the bank down the road. And everyone was like, the TOB isn't a bank. <laughs> and I had thought for 23 years of my life that the TOB was a bank. Because my mum's old friend Chris, who used to gamble, used to take me down to the TOB, throw me a packet of chips and leave me in the car and say, it's an adult oh bank. Oh my God. And I just had never figured it out. <laughs> it was it's so god, <laughs> Adult bank. I still laugh every time I drive past the TOB. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. <laughs> I'm
1: like, hello. My PA is nearly here, guys. Mum. <laughs> so, Mum, this is beautiful Sophie. She's in New Zealand and she's come onto the show to talk to us about gambling. Hello. Went to Australia nice and developed a, Sophie, this is my mum, and developed an addiction at the pokies. Mum's never been in the pokies, No, you? but I get the addiction too. How many competitions, like, you then had to enter? Yeah. I was obsessed, honestly.
4: But how did you get into the
2: competition addiction?
4: I wanted to win a car. (laughs) Yes, I did. I've always driven crappy cars, and just never been cashed up. I mean, I just
1: and then she would do bog laps in, like you know, (laughs) Freo,
4: wanting people to see, yeah, Prada,
2: have made made it. (laughs) But was it just to get a car, or were you entering all sorts of competitions?
1: Yeah, anything, anything. My mum used to work at the TAB as well.
2: At the adult Bank. Mum,
1: what was the demographic of people that were addicted to gambling?
4: Yeah. Um, well, of course, there's the homeless methy type. Then there's the young man who's on sports bet and spending two thousand dollars just to win two hundred, which is kind of mm-hmm. you've got a good chance of winning, but occasionally you'll lose it and you'll drop two or three grand. And then there's me behind the counter trying to sneak a bet, very discreetly. <laughs> and they all knew, yeah. and it was, of course, you weren't supposed to do it, but it's just, if you don't have a lot of money, it's just a good chance to, you know, get a spare $1,000 or... Absolutely. And you see people win. That's the Maybe thing. More. You see people win. And once every two years, you might
2: have a good win. Do you get off on other people winning around you? Do you see their highs and go, does it keep you going or... No. No? It's only when you have that win that you feel that high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've had everyone in love with the TAB, so if they won, they had to give her a percentage of and the winnings. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a, wow.
1: a lot of coffee asks,
4: but, yeah,
0: a lot of tea. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood f. Ass- so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: But mom, tell me quickly about you know the thing that you did recently with cancelling, not being allowed yeah. to.
2: Yes, yeah, sounds like what you've done, Sophie.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a very Sophie's done. So Sophie's done something where you can't walk into a pub because there's a facial recognition thing and you will yes, be fined yeah. if you try. Mm. And so what mum did was a similar, yeah. but it was for online. Right. online. Online is so easy. You just
4: fling onto the betting site and then you lose and you fling more. And I was watching this show on this woman who was a gambler and she was looking at her bank statements and it just had all the betting wow. sites withdrawals. And i, said, I die, I mean, now the whole
2: world knows. We don't see your bank, the, all your family would go. Oh my
4: god! My kids, my yeah. boys, really, yeah. because he knows everything. <laughs> um, saw that, and it's exactly. just not a good look. Exactly. And you don't see much money coming in from these all going out. Sites. Yeah. It's all going. Out. Yeah. I just can't. So, and I, but I still drive down, but I just use cash now.
2: You can still gamble in the flesh. You just can't do it online.
4: Well, I. I assume yep. so, yeah.
2: <laughs> there must be different levels of doing it, right? Yeah. Like,
4: I mean, people lose their houses. Yeah. I've only um, lost what I've got, which is never a lot.
1: So it's, yeah. it
4: has When you're on a, a
1: small me. wage anyway and you're not borrowing or anything like yeah. that, like do you think, both of you, like I'm asking this, do you think that they're, you know, with yeah. alcoholism they say you can't ever be a social drinker again. Like do you think that some people can just gamble like now that you don't gamble at all online is it something does it play on your mind like oh I want to go and bet or is it actually just taken a lot off your mind it's taken a lot off I still look at what I want to bet yeah
4: but then that's just that's it whereas oh um, yeah it's not consuming you as yeah, much yeah and go oh fuck then on that one oh wait a minute I will you know oh
1: that's to me that sounds so dangerous because I would you know I am that kind of person that would
3: just spend only ten dollars like you know what I'm yeah
2: what about you Sophia you're like no I'm nothing like not gonna bet anything
3: I definitely think some people are able to do that and just kind of control their gambling but myself I think because I tried so hard to and kept failing like I failed numerous times at stopping for myself I'm just like I just can't even associate okay. with that now. Like, and I go, I, like I used to be able to go past. Mm. I would drive past and mm. I would just find myself going yeah. into these places, going into the pubs, going into the pokey area. Even, and after work, like heaps of times, I'd work all day. I'd be so mm. tired, but I was only thinking about going and spending that money on payday or whatnot. Now I can drive past though. So.
2: Good on you. I'm so I'm so pleased that you have realized it and taken that step. It's yeah, amazing.
1: I, I, yeah. I mean when you hear about it, people losing half a million dollars, that it should be illegal. The people that are mm-hmm. making the money off it, Exactly. Should there, surely there should be some kind of a class action against Yeah, I'd be in it. Yeah. People exactly. look down at
4: you for doing it, but they advertise it like it's the norm.
2: Totally. I have a client and my old ex or neighbor who um she does a lot of not like website designing. I don't yeah. know, actually, I know what she does teenage, but her last job was designing online gambling wow. sites. She yes. did it for I three months. She was, quick. she was like, I just yeah. can't do this because it is so not right. What goes into designing them and the psychology behind yeah. it, it's fucked. Like, and it's destroying life. And, and it's designed to reel you in, you know?
3: I'm very lucky I didn't do the online stuff because, like, people get so mm. caught they do the online bonuses. and But yeah. you have to spend how much money to actually – get any money out if you do it's so horrible like technology has a lot to answer for these days doesn't it
1: But there really must be a, you know, like, remember that show, I can't remember what it's called now, but it was a doco on Netflix and it was about, um, I think it was called Disconnect, and it was about how they have, like, psychiatrists that are employed for Mm. Google and Gmail that will talk about what is the most addictive colour that will make Mm. you continually check your emails. You know what I mean? That's what these sites are designed to do. Like, There must be the dopamine hit. Yeah, Obviously, mm. getting from this, and it does make me Definitely. wonder like, are we living a dopamine depleted lifestyles that we are? You no, know, yeah. like when you're saying like, work, like, just it was all you're thinking about was yeah. doing that. Like, I have that, yeah, you know, like, all yeah. I for that, I mean, like, my head work, now, as yeah. soon as I've done this podcast, I'm gonna go over with them eating chocolate or whatever yeah. the hell it is. But we've all, you know what I mean, like, we all have whatever mm-hmm. it gives yeah. us that dopamine yeah. and i wonder if it is such like we have to work too much or do you know what i mean or like what the hell it
3: is absolutely i don't know and i think back in the day obviously gambling wasn't a big thing like it'd be the horse races or something but technology these days and advertising and the, and the yeah. science the science. it's just made it, it a lot more yeah. accessible and people know yeah. what gets people yeah. addicted so they use that which is so wrong the new one i saw was that
4: with friends it's like
2: why would you go? Uh, <laughs> yes, but they're trying to make up more social, you know, like that's like a lot of the sports. Absolutely. While you're i um, watching this sports game, my cousin's the same. His whole life revolves around sport, and they all connect over what they're betting on, while they're watching. It. It's like yeah,
1: you know, so so yeah, making
2: it just social, word. Word. yeah, making it social and socially acceptable, as you say, you know.
1: These podcasts, though, like are important because the more that we can actually like more exposure and awareness to the fact that. You're being geared towards yeah. wanting to do this. Yeah, we need to remove that kind of shame because it's like, well, it was. It, you're yeah, more of a victim absolutely. to it,
2: really, than anything. And like you say, so if you're like, you know, being aware of potentially having a problem, whereas I think a lot of people, exactly, you know, it's like having a drink with friends, and you know, then it becomes a slippery slope. Yeah. So
1: it's- I was saying to Sophie before Mom, because she told her family. And, like, that was a really hard step for her. And I totally get that because I was saying how it would be all of a sudden the people are not going to trust you yeah, with money. Yeah, or, exactly. Well, with the judgment. They're not
4: going to employ you because if, you, if there's money around, you might thieve yeah, it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I've been very lucky with how they've been. And they've been so, like, we're finding ways of safeguarding because I am safeguarding money now because, like, okay, there's a risk. There's always a risk. But obviously getting to 100 days yeah, yeah. and I'm just watching that counter and it's just, like, making me happy every time.
2: Oh, feeling yeah. stronger. Yeah. Good on you.
1: The biggest takeaway for anyone that might have a gambling problem, I reckon, would be register yourself to not be able to online gamble yeah. so that at least you're not online gambling mm. and go. And yeah, what was it that exclusions. you did, Sophie, yeah. with that. St-
3: um, definitely a big thing. It doesn't Solution. work for everyone, but, and just telling people, like I tell everyone that will listen now, mm. like surgeons at work, I work with surgeons and anaesthetists and they earn good money. And
2: Do you have people come back and go, hey, like, you know, if they respond to? Yeah, some of them definitely. You know, I've had some a problem of them or like, someone I know has as well. i money
3: on the pokies, like in my time, but, and okay, not everyone's going to get addicted. And I wish I was one of those people. I used to judge it so much before I, Became one of those people, like completely. I was like, "Oh, why yeah, really, would you do that? Yeah. I mean, I just found myself spiral into it. So, it's even if you think that, like, yeah, amazing. But yeah, support.
2: Did you read about this woman um, in Thailand? Someone cyanide, iron oh. cyanide, who was killing people for really? her to feed her gambling addiction. She was gambling up to like two hundred fifty, like US two hundred fifty thousand US dollars a day, so she had to, like, kill oh, people uh, to steal their money. Wow. And
4: yeah. That's a good win. <laughs> wow. Totally, totally. But, you know, <laughs> the way around these things with the bet stop and that, you know, you could do it yeah. in someone else's name. Had, but if you the way inclined, yeah. it was just like a huge help. Yeah, absolutely. Just mm, right. Anything. But, I mean, I put do something to your face, to, to yeah. the facial recognition. Okay. <laughs> get a bit of
2: plastic surgery. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's kind of- <laughs> Isn't it? Like when you're in the right frame of mind, you will yeah. throw away your drugs or you yeah, will, you know, yeah. like remove access to something yeah. and then throw the cigarettes in the bin, which yeah. used to do to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I said that to my mum yeah.
1: too. Things that yeah. you do to protect yourself and then exactly. when you're like hanging out, uh-huh. you're like, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah.
2: No worries at all. Oh, thanks for sharing your stories, I think you're really amazing.
1: It's not something that you will be striving for the rest of your life to remain at you gambling free, and I think that's the most, like, yeah. you know, the biggest thing about addiction exactly. is you make the decision, and that's awesome, yep. that's a but choice. you have to remake that fucking decision.
2: I, I you know. Do you you come know to WA, we don't come have to pokies contract here. Over there. Come to a stint over here.
1: I think it's really awesome that you talk about it as well, yeah. because if more people see that beautiful, intelligent oh, yeah. nurses, course, like, like, girls. you know, yeah. it can really help remove yeah. that stigma.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And if it can help anyone, like even one person, absolutely worth it.
2: I'm yeah. sure it will. Yes. I'm sure someone out there's listening and it's sparking little things.
4: I'm oh. just doing it because Con asked.
1: But I could pull someone with a history of gambling from my house. Like yes. that just goes to show how readily yeah. available
2: people with. Well really no Australians there, are that we're the number one gambling nation in the world, yeah. you
1: know? I'm just start asking yourself, Australians, like, what are you doing? Are you gambling? And if you are, tell yeah. someone. Yeah. Tell someone. Yeah. Thanks so much,
2: Sophie. Tell someone. Thank you guys for having me. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Sophie. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part?